Boardman gets pot. Oh yeah. We just want our respect. Our organization wants their respect. And I want my damn respect too. Max, what's up, my man? Dr. Bot, it's good to be back. Fall is almost upon us. The autumn wind is a pirate, Max. The autumn wind is a pirate. That's the, the Raiders thing, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, but um, I'm a, just a quick heads up for our listeners. I'm going to post this as a double pod. So we did a podcast a month ago uh, before I had gone to Hawaii. And for some reason, I thought Zoom hadn't recorded it, but I found it today. So Zoom had recorded and put it together for us. So I'm going to put that out as a separate podcast. So you'll see two new podcasts. That one's old. Uh, you could maybe listen to it now and see if anything we said in there made any sense or is true. Um, and then obviously today, Max, we're going to, we'll start with the usuals. We'll talk about crypto. We'll talk about COVID. And then my favorite, one of my favorite podcasts of the year, the NFL week one guest the line podcast, Max. The NFL is back. Football yeah. is back, baby. Football. Yeah. Can't wait. My, uh, it's tough to say, but like maybe my favorite sport. I, I'm so torn between basketball and football. I just, I love them both so differently, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a good point. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like one's a dessert, but one's a steak. It's yeah. like, I don't know. Like sometimes I want ice cream. Sometimes I want prime rib. Yeah, like, I, I, don't make me choose. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I, lo- I think I would say this. Going in person is basketball. Watching on TV is football. And with the NFL, yeah. I can definitely watch any two teams play and enjoy myself, mostly. Maybe I can't watch like a Bengals-Dolphins game with much intention. Um, but when you add on the fact that football is probably the greatest, single greatest gambling sport uh, on earth that I know of or that I can think of, um, it really, it's, it's a great time of year, Max. We're going to get MLB playoffs. And basketball is only a month and a half away, which is ridiculous. We're like five weeks away from the start of the NBA season already. And it feels like the season just start, uh, just uh, ended. And then, obviously, this Thursday, Tom Brady takes on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. But we'll get to all that. Uh, let's start by talking about uh, – we'll talk about crypto first. Quick no, COVID. I do COVID. I do COVID. Oh. COVID's more important. All right, I'm going to let COVID – I'm going to let it linger into notes from my Hawaii vacation. Because, you know, I just spent three weeks in Hawaii or two weeks in Hawaii, Max. It was an excellent time. Um, Beautiful so, state. I would say, you know – in terms of what's going on with COVID right now, uh, we all know Texas and Florida is, are doing horrible. September 20th is the day when boosters might start to come out. Um, you know, they say if you've been eight months in your first dose or your second dose, you're supposed to get a booster. Some of us who were vaccinated on uh, Janu- in January, like myself, would thus be due for our boosters. Uh, luckily, I also, not luckily, but I also did have COVID, so I'm already kind of boosted. But um you know, in terms of patients, definitely still seeing people with COVID. Uh, it's way, it's much more than two months ago. But the big test is coming this Tuesday. Uh, is school is restarting around the country. And kids are not vaccinated. And we know that Delta variant has been more contagious for everyone and a little bit worse for kids than the, the original version. It is truly the remix, remix to ignition. I know we've made that joke before. Um, so we're going to see, man. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if there's another second spike in cases. Though, you know, if you look at England, the, the Delta variant kind of runs its course and then peters out. And I was reading yesterday uh, from blood bank studies. So they looked at donated blood from American citizens. Um, about 80% of the donated blood has COVID antibodies right now. So, you know, if that's true, we might finally be getting to that herd immunity level, you know, by hook or by crook. Um, so I think, I think that's tough. Is like, I think the vaccine, the vaccines clearly have some impact on talking about ad nauseum, but on the severity, right? <clears throat> it's like, cause if you're, cause look at Israel is super vaxxed, like one of the most, probably the most vaccinated, like, you know, I don't know whoever, but they're in the conversation for most vaccinated country on earth, right? Or like the largest country to be more than 80% vaxxed. And they're still getting, you know, a spike in deaths. They're still seeing increasing deaths, increasing cases, uh, which wasn't true of this alpha variant in April, where people were getting the cases, but they weren't getting, the deaths weren't ticking up. Deaths are ticking up, but it's not nearly as bad. Yep. Outbreak. So um, it's like both good and bad. It's good, right? Because it's like, all right, well, this works, but it's bad. It's like, it's not a silver bullet. And uh, I think the thing that's going to be sad is there's a lot of, the, this most recent wave was, Rural, you know, poor rural people in the air conditioning belt. The next wave is going to be poor urban people in the north, in yep. the, the cities. And it's just sad, man. Uh, the, the school, like you said, especially the thing that's scary is now we have the school thing getting mixed in it. So you're going to have all these kids clustering in all these classrooms. And this thing is very, this actually spreads amongst the kids. It's going to be, uh, it could be really, there's definitely a world where things get ugly in November, December, especially with the holidays and all that. And, and there's just general COVID fatigue now. I really think, right. you know, pretty tired. I think we're all hoping that by March, you know, most pandemics run two years. So March will be the two year uh, thing for COVID. And, uh, you know, I'm glad we're not calling it, I'll call it COVID-19 anymore. That's, that's some progress. I feel like, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's it. There's not other good news. My one advice to you, if you or someone you know gets really sick with COVID, try to go to a large academic hospital just because they're more likely to have access to the, the you know, the monoclonal antibody therapies that can be uh, helpful. I found community hospitals tend to have less access to those things. So that would be my one, yeah. my one piece of advice for this podcast. Then do you recommend the booster? Or what do you think about the booster? I think so. Why not? Doesn't hurt anybody. I mean, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't taken it myself yet, so I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not 100% looking forward to it. I'm not gonna lie, because the second vaccine for me was very uh, okay. strong. But I'll probably get it on a on a Friday, and then just chill all weekend, and hopefully I'll be feeling better by football for Sunday. That's my uh, vaccination plan. I like how COVID's gone. <laughs> We've gone around seriously discussing this. Like, ah, oh, sure, get the booster. What the hell? <laughs> Can't hurt. But yeah, it's, um... fascinating is when I was, I was in Hawaii, and you know they're going through their own little. It's not like a huge caseload in terms of raw numbers, but in terms of available hospital beds, they're running out. There's not a, a ton of great um, healthcare in Hawaii. And what I found interesting is there's really like this divide in Hawaii on how they feel about COVID. You know, there's a loud. I don't know if it's a majority, but there's a loud. Pro- portion of the population that tells people not to come to Hawaii, stay away, you're fucking us up. But then there's like a lot of people in Hawaii that aren't so loud, that are actually pretty welcoming to tourists and want the business, you know? And um, our last day in Maui, I canceled a boat tour 
because uh, the the governor had like said like hey if you're like a tourist please like don't leave your resort like just do things there and i'm like all right fine like we've already gone on a couple of boat tours so you don't have to go on a third one but when i called them to cancel they didn't seem very like they weren't like oh yeah thank you so much for canceling they're like oh yeah you can cancel but you know you could totally still come with us if you wanted so i think there's still definitely a portion of the hawaiian society that actually does appreciate the tourism industry and uh maybe they're just not as loud as the other group um but yeah i mean hawaii is a beautiful place max you went there this summer as well yeah it is beautiful state very nice people right, i gotta show you my, I don't have a, I'll, I'll send you my pictures i got up on a wave max i have a picture of me surfing in waikiki beach oh hell yeah there you go times then i played a ton of golf so my ideal three days of my vacation were in Wailea in Maui. If you ever stay, go to Maui, I really recommend staying in Wailea in one of the resorts there. We stayed at the Fairmont, which is actually right next to the Four Seasons where uh, the White Lotus is filmed. So like, I looked at, like when you're watching the White Lotus, I'm like, I recognize these beaches and these rock formations and like all the shots. It was pretty nice. Um, three days in a row though, I played the Wailea course. I played Emerald twice and Gold once. The, the, the routine was wake up at six in the morning, get to the golf course, hit some ranges, hit range balls, tea time around 640. I'd get, pick up two cigars in the pro shop. I'd smoke ones. I'd, after the first hole, I'd start smoking my cigar and I'd chomp it all the way down to like the 10th hole. 10th hole, the beer cart would come around. I'd get two beers, chomp the second cigar and drink two beers at like 830 in the morning. Uh, nothing is better than the best part about golfing in the morning, Max, is it normalizes drinking for breakfast. Um, that's great. I got to say that uh, it's definitely, I mean, I don't think you could do it every day, but it's definitely a relaxing way to spend your vacation. Um, so that was my highlight. That I sounds great. I have a newfound love of cigars. Uh, definitely understand what Michael, what Michael Jordan's doing out there with his life. Yep. Sounds great. Well, all right. So I guess that was COVID slash Hawaii, but uh, yeah. I think, the, I think the thing with COVID is like, it's going to get worse most likely. Yeah. If you can, but People are vaccinated generally healthier. Although there, I saw something about like how if you get the antibodies in the natural way, like that's actually stronger than the vaccine yeah. antibodies and without. Well, that's back and forth. So when the, when the vaccine first came out, they, there was all these people being like, oh, look, the amount of uh, antibodies produced by the vaccine are much greater than the antibodies produced by natural infection, which is true for specific spike antibodies. The vaccine is just training you to have spike antibodies. So think of it as like a a deeper but narrower focus. The vaccine oh. is, but when you get COVID the old fashioned way, you develop antibodies, not just to the spike protein on the surface, but all proteins on the surface. So in theory, you might have a better, like a broader range of coverage if you've had natural infection than the deep, the narrow range of coverage. And having a broader range of coverage might give you more coverage against variants. Gotcha, yeah, okay. So anyway, I guess like the TLDR is, uh, you know, if you can get vaccinated, definitely recommend it. Uh, but, you know, it's we're probably going to see some ugliness in the winter. But uh, hopefully it's not as bad as last year. And it's kind of like, unfortunately, this is just kind of, it's like, it's winding down, but it's a bumpy ride down. It's like the inverse of like a good stock chart where it's, it's a descending channel, if you will. But <laughs> there's definitely still spikes. So hopefully we shake this in a year or two. One thing is... I mean, when we get to this is when I was watching the, I briefly watched the Clemson, Georgia game yesterday, yeah. 80,000 people packed stadium, no masks. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, America's back. You know, <laughs> they were like, fuck COVID. <laughs> uh, I'm not, look, I'm not mad. I'm not judging. I was just like, all right. Like, 
you know, they're outdoors too. So I guess it's like, you know, we'll save for all that. But I mean, I guess like we're going to start seeing the full stadiums again, most likely. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, okay. Let's, uh, okay. I can talk to crypto really quick. Yeah. So I talked about this in the last pod that you're going to publish, but I think I won't go into too much detail, but I think two, a couple of things, major things happen this summer. The first thing is in May, the China's de facto is basically steadily banning crypto. They specifically ban crypto mining under various guises, but they're just banning crypto. Uh, if you've seen with China, they're just taking a lot of much, they're putting a lot of measures for much stronger societal control. And so crypto is kind of outside the purview of the Chinese central government, most of anything. So I think it's part of a broader China crackdown on like control of the population. And so, but that was brutal because something like anywhere from estimates 45 to 70% of the compute power that powers the Bitcoin network is coming out of China. So it was really bad. Uh, and so when that, so all those people sold it, took tank the price. And I think that combined with some, re, there was retail, well, there was too much debt in the system. Retail was kind of momentum trading it. Then Elon Musk shit on it. Anyway, a, a bunch of things brought the price down. And then that was right in time for, as they say, it's the classic advice, sell in May, go away. Historically, crypto volumes die out during the summer. Mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, people are going to Hawaii. People are going on trips. They're going to weddings. And so instead of staring at their phone being like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to YOLO on this. They're living their lives. Um, but, you know, so that how there was that happened as well as layered in. So anyway, the, with that said, the things that have happened are one, uh, a lot of the mining hash power is relocated out of China. U.S. actually might be the largest Bitcoin miner on earth right now, uh, which is great. A couple other things are, the other thing is that Ethereum pushed change where they change basically the amount of new ethereum created so before it was like inflationary where the amount of ethereum each year increased about four percent but with this new change that went into effect in late july early august it's going to start actually decreasing it's going to be net deflationary there's going to be less ethereum right and so so that's kind of you know traditional supply and demand supply is actually decreasing and now the thing that's interesting is you combine that with there's like a new NFT mania. So I think everyone remembers the Top Shot stuff back in January, where these NFTs, non-fungible token, just basically unique tokens. Um, you know, there was a big spike in price, and these things all dropped like 90%. Well, this is starting again. And there's, I don't know, you can Google Ether Rock, Board Ape Yacht Club. Uh, those are kind of the two big ones that come to mind. But these things are getting some serious money pumped into it. I mean, the Ether rocks are literally just JPEGs of rocks. They're selling for millions of dollars. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> board I, I want something, something really weird is going on there. And I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. Yeah, so I mean, I have, my, my thing is, I think, I think what people say is you're not paying for a rock, you're paying for identity. You're paying to signal. Uh, Arthur Hayes had a really good piece about this. He says that status is how, how you demonstrate status is you show the amount of energy you're willing to waste. You know, it's like, I mean, it's traditional peacocking, right? Mm-hmm. Like the peacocks signal their alpha status by having extra feathers. Where they're like, look, I could have all these feathers that are useless and I'm still like doing my thing, right? And similarly for adults, it's like, look at all this useless shit I can afford. It's like a way to signal status. And so what's interesting is that, um, you know, these kind of traditional, like a lot of art, you know, some art, I mean, there's some percentage of art that's bought because of the appreciation of the beauty. But most art, a lot of art is bullshit. That's just bothered to be like, look at, I could throw 120. I mean, there was that thing at like the Basel Art Museum like last year where a guy just duct taped a banana to the wall and was charging $130,000 for it. Oh yeah. And, but wasn't that, but, some kind of, wasn't that part of some type of money laundering scheme? Might've been. Which is an argument for crypto. But, uh, but 
you know, look, uh, I don't know. I, like, I was in Italy. Like, I took a trip to Italy two years ago. And Italy is gorgeous. Cathedrals are beautiful. The worst part of the thing of Italy by far was when I went to a modern art museum. Because it literally looks like you have, like, a semi-retarded monkey just, you know, punching clay. And then they're, like, telling me this is art. I'm like, no, this is dog shit. Like, that, like, St. Mark's Cathedral, that is art. This is like a semi-retarded person like you know having like a temper tantrum and like taking a shit on a pace of play or something like who cares right and so a lot of modern art is like i don't know my opinion is nonsense so anyway i think the whole contemporary thing. art though just in terms of specific definitions i think you mean contemporary art contemporary modern art, modern art is not i think momas are cool mochas suck in my in my okay maybe you know so but to my point a lot of art is more bought for like signaling not for yeah oh wow this is so beautiful i appreciate it and so anyway like in a way having this thing that's like hey literally everyone can see that you own this by you showing like i own this thing that's tied to the ethereum blockchain mm -hmm. in a way it's like you have instant global signaling right <laughs> you know and instant global proof but so but look there's definitely some kind of mania to this right now i think there's a lot to nfts that's actually really promising and i can go that'll take too long to describe but the thing that's happened is that, so like, because of the demand for these things, for whatever reason, the thing is in order to transact on these, either purchase or create or transfer somebody else, you need Ethereum to use it. So as we said, we're talking about the reduced supply. We're also seeing increased demand at the same time. Yep. So that's led to a huge spike in Ethereum price. And then the other thing is that there's now, Ethereum has kind of pioneered this like smart contract chain platform. And so now there's competitors to it. And the two biggest ones I think are Cardano and Solana arguably another one called Polkadot. But basically Ethereum is now worth something like close to $400 billion. And so these alternative platforms are going like, hey, like if we can steal some of their sh Ethereum shine, like we could be huge. And so that, that in turn is now, there's some kind of retail mania happening with those where the amount of actual usage of those platforms is significantly less than Ethereum, but their prices are like 10, five to 10%. So Look, it's, it's like crypto is there's some real innovation, but it's really hard to pull the innovation from the nonsense and like bullshit and hype. And there's going to be, there's going to be some kind of 80, 90% correction. It's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it will happen guaranteed. With that said, the one thing that is the, the gold, that is the one you can trust is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is still just stamping along, growing, steadily increasing adoption and steadily increasing usage. And I'm very optimistic for Bitcoin over the next four months. So you're, you're, you're telling me you're, you're telling me to buy Bitcoin, right, Max? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always buy and never sell. No, I agree, man. I think it's, I definitely think we have a little bit of the sell in May and go away type of phenomenon this summer. And then now we're going to get that third wave. Now, does that mean it's going to, you know, hit some of these, the, what is it called? The order flow, not order flow, the stock to flow model. Stock like to flow. Yeah. So My one, 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 one issue with stock to flow is I feel like it's based on the whole, uh, past performance predicts future results, which is like what every investing thing says at the blurb at the end. But then that's also how everyone invests. They invest by looking at past performance and trying to use it to extrapolate future results. So, you know. I mean, look, that's the risk. But I guess I would say is the, it's a very asymmetric bet. Because this summer, I've never seen, that was the toughest period as a Bitcoin holder. Yeah. I've never seen that much negative press coming from every direction, all the fear all everything, just every, like the market was so jittery and panicked. And I think it hit like 29,000, maybe 28 and a half. So 
We're currently sitting around 50K for Bitcoin. So look, yeah, you might get wiped out 50%. But like, I feel like that's a good floor for what happened is like, I don't think it's going to drop more than 50%. Now it can, like it can, but I really don't think it will. Mm-hmm. But when you're, so you're talking about like a 50, maximum 50% drawdown. Realistically at this point, it's probably even more like 30%, so to 35K. But your upside is you know, incredible. Because uh, if this is, you know, digital gold, uh, gold's market cap's 11 trillion, Bitcoin's is sitting at one. So you're saying, even if you take 20%, if you're saying we're going to take 20% of, you know, uh, gold's market cap or whatever, that's effectively a three Xing of the price. It's extraordinary. So, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, look, that's, if it was an easy bet, that was obvious, everyone would be doing it. That's no risk or no reward. So obviously don't risk any money that you need that will stress you out. But I, I, yes, I think it's a good time to dabble in those crypto waters for at least Bitcoin and probably Ethereum. The other thing is just be very careful because uh, I think, yeah, there's going to be a, a nasty drawdown at some point. It could happen. Could happen 15X from now. Could happen tomorrow. We'll see. But uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun Q4 for crypto. Fun and crazy. And then it might be an ugly Q1. But Anyway, that's a quick update. We'll see. We'll see. It usually tends to have good falls because I think everyone kind of settles down. The vacationing stops. People try to just start getting back to their regular life a little bit, you know? Don't forget, it's also a great way of funding your offshore gambling accounts, uh, Bitcoin. So it does have a a use case there. Um, All right, Max, you want to get to the NFL? Let's get to the NFL. I know nothing. So enlighten me, Dr. Bot. What are you excited about with the NFL this year? So one thing that I'm, I'm excited about a lot of things. Uh, I mean, we kind of have a better sense of, you know, we know who the, we know who the good teams are probably from last year. We still have a league with Brady, Rodgers, and Mahomes. Uh, I'm really excited to see. I mean, the Chiefs are always great to watch. Brady with the Bucks in year two and Rodgers in his last dance with the Packers is something I'm looking forward to. Uh, Seahawks, Russell Wilson. But then also just this influx of rookie quarterbacks. Uh, you know, if you listen to Bill Simmons' podcast, he'll talk for like 40 minutes about Mac Jones, which is kind of annoying. But, you know, I'm also looking forward to seeing like Zach Wilson on the Jets, seeing how he does. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Josh Allen on the Bills, another year of that. Trey Lance, if he gets in with the Niners, which I don't think will happen for a few weeks. And then, of course, Max, uh, the man that is being billed as the hero, the savior for the Chicago Bears. Uh, just <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was a it was a pretty big signal uh, signal caller class, and so I'm just glad football's back, man. We're gonna have fans in the stadium. Uh, I mean, we could go through every team, and there's usually compelling. So, year two of Justin Herbert on the Chargers is gonna be sick to see if he is progress. Usually, good quarterbacks make a big leap in there in that year two, and Herbert looked really impressive last year. Uh, we got Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback again on the Saints. That's always gonna be fun. Learning a new offense. Uh, that's gonna be great. I didn't realize. Oh yeah, Jameis is back. Yes, <laughs> Jameis is back. We got the, the Raiders uh, opening up a new home stadium in Week One. Uh, the Rams have Stafford. I mean, let's not forget that's pretty. That'll be a huge game changer because Goff was. I mean, Goff's a cow guy, but Goff was not a really good quarterback, especially towards the end. And uh, Stafford can play. Like Stafford's always been able to play, and now he's going to have a good coach and a, a pretty stacked team still in terms of all stars. So I'm looking forward to them as well. Uh, you know, Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray in year three. Uh, everyone's hyping up the Browns. I think the Browns are going to be really good. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield kind of settling in there now. 
we'll get to see that. We'll get to see if Kirk Cousins gets COVID. You know, something I'm looking forward to seeing uh, since he's one of these. He's one of the anti-vaxxers. Uh, I wonder if him and what's his name. I wonder if Cole Beasley will end up on that team as well. You know. Wait. Yeah. Okay. So, man, that was a lot. So, okay. Let's. let's but yeah, you're just, you're just excited. You're excited. So let's get. I do think. Okay. So I think first thing to talk about is the changing of the guard, right? The generational, like football yeah. is a quarterback sport and Brady and Rogers are kind of the last guess. And so even Stafford, they're kind of the last guess of this old guard before. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we went through the list of quarterbacks. It's pretty yeah. easy to separate. Here's the old guard. The names we're all familiar with the name that everyone's had started on a fantasy team at one point or another. And here are all the new guys. And that is always exciting. Like there's just this new crop of fresh blood uh that's yeah i think that's fun and it's also interesting as i was thinking about this that's very similar to what's happening in the nba right now yeah like the nba this feels like this season is kind of the last gasp of a certain the certain class of players before the zion trade Giannis, yeah luca generation kind of becomes ascendant oh, prime, great the Giannis book is a great read dude i read it it is a little bit of a Giannis hype piece but i read it in hawaii i, I loved it man he's he has such a crazy ass life story i'd, I'd strongly recommend people read that if they got some free time it was a very good book, but uh, so, no, good to know. Um, but yeah, I think uh, so. There's so one thing is like there's kind of this. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like I guess like Rogers and Devonte have kind of publicly stated that this is their their last ride. This is the one last ride before. I mean, he did, he did the whole last dance uh, meme, right? You saw that? Oh, he did. No, I didn't. Yeah. I missed that. Both of them tweeted out or put on their Instagram story. Uh, like the last dance they did the them doing fist bumps like the the jordan pippen last dance uh meme so yeah. i mean i i'm trying to go to lambo october 3rd because i that could be my last opportunity to see aaron Rodgers in lambo which i've never done um and so they're playing the steelers so i think that'll be a good game so i'm trying to get that coordinated but we'll see but max let's do this let's talk about these issues as we go through our picks or our guessing the lines for each of the games all right yeah all right, so dude, I have no idea what the lines are going to be. <laughs> we'll see. That's what makes this fun. So the first game, Thursday night football, NFL kickoff, the Cowboys at the Buccaneers. Would any thoughts on this game? That will we, without having any knowledge, Max, what would you think about this game? I mean, I assume the Bucks are heavy favorites uh, between being at home, so that's three points, and then my guess is they're at least a four. They normally on a neutral field, they're a four to six point favorite. So I don't know. I'd put it, let's call it, let's call it minus eight. So minus seven and a half. Let's do minus seven and a half. So and I'm going to keep score here. So I actually going into this thought it was going to be bucks favored by four, just because the Cowboys are such a public team that usually the line is always like, you know, hedged in their direction, but this is minus seven and a half. So Max, you're going to get this one. Wait, I nailed it. I said minus. I nailed it. Uh, Dak is playing in this game. I yeah, I'm so proud of myself right now. I had no idea. <laughs> just call I mean, it. Who needs to do any research, Max? Uh, you can just randomly make blind guesses and get it right. Yeah, there we but, go. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I actually like taking. I'm gonna. I think I might wager on the Cowboys in this one. One, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the type of guy who would root for the Cowboys in a game as long as they're not good. If they're good, I'm not gonna root for them. But um, I just think that you know, I get, I hate the Bucks. I'm, I'm rooting against them this whole season. They're heavy favorites, I think, to make it to the Super Bowl and win because they basically re-signed the entire championship team and they have a year now another year with Tom Brady. And that's a dominant squad. Like they I didn't realize how good their defense is. And you know, they have Tom Brady and then they have 
they still have Gronk. They still have all these good wide receivers. I mean, they're a really fucking good team, um, which is a problem because Tom Brady is still there. He's, how old is he, 43 now? Yeah, he's going to be turning 44, I think, pretty soon. Christ. Uh, amazing. So, he looks phenomenal. He, he is a beautiful man. Have you been watching Hard Knocks? Yeah, he's 44. He just turned 44, man. Wow. I know I did not watch Hard Knocks. Ah, so I was watching Hard Knocks. Usually the Hard Knocks team, I tend to like root for them just because you have that little bit of narrative and storyline. But uh, I mean, I do hate Mike McCarthy from his tenure in Green Bay. So it's kind of hard for me to root for them. But I'm, I'm rooting for Dak. I want to see Dak be good. And you know who I kind of have more empathy for now is Jerry Jones. You really get the sense that this is all that, like Jerry Jones lives for this now. Like he was willing to spend any money to have a good team because he just wants to see the Cowboys win one more time before he dies. He's like in that phase of his life now. Uh, so I, I'll root for the Cowboys a little bit. By the way, I was looking up Brady's age. He admitted that he got COVID after the yeah, season yeah. parade. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Dude, good for He's like old enough where it's like, hey, you're a little too old to be getting COVID. You didn't yeah, yeah. vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's, he's inching towards the higher risk group, you know? I mean, there's people, I guess, are we, have we reached the point where there's people in the NFL who were born after he was drafted? There has to be, right? Uh, probably. Yeah, it's, we're getting close. We're definitely close. getting close. That's a man, that is amazing. Um, but yeah, so so okay, I think this is the argument for taking the the Bucks, or sorry, the um the Cowboys is the first four weeks of the NFL season is always kind of a crapshoot because the teams are like kind of getting their shit together. Um and also, you know, like I don't know, Brady has a history of kind of opening up week. You know, like the first game or two, like there was, I remember there was one, their Super Bowl seasons, I think the first game they got smoked by the Chiefs, 41-14. They just kind of came out and got their asses whooped and everyone's like, oh, it's over. And then they won the Super Bowl that season. So that is like the, I think that's the argument for the Cowboys. Like, hey, like we don't really know what's happening right now. And like, they have some dudes who can do some things, right? And yep. uh, so if I recall correctly, at least. So yeah, we'll that you're giving this team seven and a half points when like, we kind of don't know, like we're talking about playing in front of fans, full fans for the first time in two years, like all that crazy stuff. I guess the counterpoint is this could be the bucks. This could be like their, uh, this could be like their 92 goals where they kind of prove the system works. So they have full confidence. They're like, look, we know we're a Super Bowl team. So we don't have that anxiety. Let's just execute and just whip everyone's ass. And that could be this like, yeah, I don't know, maybe there's an argument. I mean, maybe, 14 and two and just are like fucking awesome and just like smoke everybody so i guess and that could be they just come out and just whoop you know beat the shit out of the cowboys so i don't know yeah. uh, I, I would mean i like to i like to bet on the blue chips i like to stick with greatness and it's like i think of tom brady tom brady has definitely proved that if you're gonna bet against him you better have a very good case to do so because he just he's like he's like america it's a bad bet to bet against brady <laughs> you know? so i mean people have done it successfully but just be careful yeah, just for fun, though, I'm going to bet against it because I want to I watch that game and I want to be rooting for the Cowboys. Um, all right, Max, so let's get to Sunday games. I'm just going to go in a random order based on the games that I think are, like, the most interesting okay. to talk about because there's some games, like, nobody cares about. Like, the, well, the Cardinals-Titans might be good. But let's go with – let's start with Chiefs-Browns. Afternoon game, Browns at Chiefs. I think this is a rematch of a playoff game, right, of the divisional game, a divisional round, if I'm correct. Uh, or maybe the wild no the divisional round uh if you remember that game the chiefs went up by like three touchdowns or something mahomes got hurt and the the browns came storming back and the chiefs basically just 
hung on to win the game. So, you know, there's a lot of hype surrounding the Browns this year. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be playing. He's not hurt. But <coughs> Chiefs have like a completely reconstructed offensive line. They spent a ton of money adding a lot of uh, veterans to their offensive line. I think they have some former Patriots on there. They got, they got a lot, and they traded with the Ravens, I think, for one of their old linemen. Uh, so, Max, what do you think this line is going to be? Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs four and a half. So minus four and a half. All right. I had Chiefs minus six. Let me see what the line is. It is Chiefs minus six. All right. So I get that one. So the reason I think that this would make sense is, you know, assuming this team was up by 19 on the Browns last year in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, this is in Arrowhead. Arrowhead is going to be loud as fuck. It's going to be the first time in a year that these, these players have really played in stadiums with a lot of fans, you know, like right. I think there's no, there's no attendance limit anymore. And Arrowhead is probably the, the loudest stadium in the league. Um, and I think, you know, there's always that question. Do you think the chiefs are going to have a super bowl hangover this year? Like, for, what do you mean? Usually the team that loses the super bowl tends to have a pretty bad year the next year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think Andy Reid's a good coach. Like they still have, like they still have this ridiculously talent. They still have Tyree Kill, Kelsey, Mahomes. No reason. Uh, they just, like you said, their O line is shit. So, and they, Mahomes is just running for his life that entire Super. Bowl. They, they just kind of because they were just so overmatched in the trenches. I mean, it, it could happen, but I'm not. I, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, the only player that I can really see that I only see that the Chiefs lost was Sammy Watkins. I think he he's no longer in their wide receiving core, so they did lose some depth there. Um, but they still have Nicole Hardman, Tyree Kill, Marcus Robinson, all those guys. Pringle's good. Um, I don't see much uh, many step backs on the steps back on the offense. The defense is always the question with them. Um, they're bringing back the same group, so you know I, I think they're, they're good. I think they're definitely the favorites in the AFC. I'm not sure if they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl just because the Bucs are so good. Um, and, yeah, I, I like the Chiefs in this one. Uh, what would you bet knowing the line is six? What, were you gonna, what would you do? Uh, how about you? Did I cut out? Yeah, you cut out. Sorry, what would you say? Uh, I said I, I – Wait, I can't hear you, Max. I think you cut out again. Okay, okay. Can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Right. All right. Sorry, I, I said for the third time, Chiefs. Chiefs? Yeah, I, I'm taking it. I would take the Chiefs as well. Uh, I just think this is going to be a game where the Chiefs will go up by seven, and then Baker Mayfield's going to try to drive to tie the game, and the Chiefs are going to stop them. That's how I see it, and that's why I think we're probably spread. Um. All right. Next semi-entertaining game of the day so this is a good one and i have no idea who's gonna win this one but i think steelers at bills has the opportunity to be a really fucking good game uh maybe the game of the day so why is that this i mean first of all the steelers and the bills are just like two very similar like makeup of the community you know like if you took someone from pittsburgh and plucked them out and put them into buffalo they would probably just be the same person you know or if you, if I walked you, if I closed your eyes, drove you to, to Pittsburgh, 
and put you in a bar there and said, are you in Pittsburgh or are you in Buffalo? You'd be like, uh, you wouldn't know. Right. So I think it's just two teams with gritty defenses. Um, I think Ben, I think Josh Allen's comp is Ben Roethlisberger. Like the best version of Josh Allen ever could be Ben Roethlisberger, I think. So in that old guard, new guard thing, I think it's a really good matchup there. Uh, this is Big Ben's last season, probably, right? I don't think he's going to play after this. So we get one last dance with him. And then, you know, but I, all right, so let's guess the lines. Who do you think, what do you think the line is? Uh, I'm just going to go, I'll go Bills. I'm going to go Bills minus four and a half. Damn it. That's exactly what I did. I think this falls very much in your, in the, the Bill Simmons Vegas zone. Because I think the Bills are a slightly better team and they have the whole field advantage. But I wouldn't go and put them, make the touchdown favor over the Steelers. So right. let me see what the line is. Oh, I don't see a line up. Hold on. Oh, here it is. It's Bills minus six and a half. Wow. So neither of us get that one. That's a tie. They like, I mean, they do not. Well, so I'm just looking at, I'm looking at last year's deep. This going into the final playoffs, but the the Steelers are eighth. So I was like, the Steelers, you know. Also, um, you know who was second in DVOA? Who? Way than the Chiefs, despite the Chiefs being fourteen and. Oh, hold on, Max. Give me one second. Hello. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, finally, my food finally came. I ordered it an hour ago. Um, but who's second in DVOA? I didn't hear you. It was the Bucks. So the Bucks actually finished the whole. I remember if you were watching DVOA last season, it's coming back to me. The DVOA guys were like, Kansas City is overrated. Kansas City is overrated. They were just saying that for like weeks, but Kansas City kept winning. And then they were like going to the the Bucs are going to win. Like, they are a better team and all that. They're less injured. And then, yeah, the Bucs kind of whooped their ass. But anyway, so uh, anyway, I was just – sorry, I was just looking at the DVOA stuff. Uh, all of the last season's, like, trickling back to me now. Like, oh, yeah, all this shit happened. I always violate this guilt, my gambling, my golden – one of my golden gambling rules is never bet too much on week one because you really don't know what's going to happen. Like – it's, the problem is week one to me is probably the most exciting weekend in the NFL because you're just so happy that it's back that I invariably end up. And nobody's injured. And nobody's injured. There's no injuries. All the, They're all fresh. By like week eight, they're all like, there's people injured. Everyone's banged up. It's just not as crisp. Yeah. Not as optimistic. Teams that are bad don't know they're already know they're bad and are kind of like, <laughs> you know, hedging their bets and stuff. Yeah, week one NFL is a special week. This is one we wanted to do this for Vegas, but you know, it, it didn't really work out. Yeah. Maybe next year, next year, hopefully. Well, by then you'll well. So yeah, I think the thing is like Pittsburgh still in, is their defense still really good? They were the number one DVOA defense last season. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. The question is, were they really that good last year, or was it just luck? Because they had a lot of interception luck and turnover luck. I remember. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick is great, um, and he'll continue to be great for them, but. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see, man. Okay. We'll see. All right. Hit me with the next, uh, the next squad. All right. 
I mean, I'm going to be a little bit selfish here, and I'm going to do Packers at Saints. <coughs> Let's run back. The Saints no longer have Drew Brees as quarterback, even though in his last season, many people would argue Drew Brees was like a shell of himself. Did you say it was Packers at, at Saints? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to – I'm just going to go – I'm going to guess Saints minus three. Oh, uh, you know – Ooh, because I guess, okay. I actually don't know, because right now, I mean, last year these teams are kind of even. I feel like if it was week 17 last year, I would have just Saints minus three or minus three and a half, just because I think teams are relatively even. You give three points for home field. Mm-hmm. But Jameis is probably a step down from Breeze, and especially Jameis has that just insanity factor. Yep. But so, I don't know, maybe – but, like, I don't know if that's – you still – would you say the Packers are favored? I feel like that's too much. So, I, I don't – you know, I don't know. Uh, I'd almost go – but they had such a good – the Saints had the second-best defense last year, and they still have Kamara. They still – do they still have Michael Thomas, or is he, like, salty might, about something? I think he might be on the physically unable to perform list, so he'll be out till week seven. Ooh, okay. You know, I'm going to go – okay, I'm going to – this is dumb, but I'll go Packers minus one. All right, I'm going to go Packers minus three. And it is Packers minus four and a half. That seems right. Oh, damn. Because, Max, I mean, Drew Brees, losing Drew Brees is a big deal. I mean, how many points do you think Jameis Winston is worth compared to Drew Brees? They're clearly saying he's worth seven and a half points because last year in this game, the Packers played the Saints. They won, but the Saints were favored by three. Uh, well, I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, Drew Brees was washed up last year. Like, he was, it was like, he was bad. Yeah. Like, he was, it was just, he knew the system and all that. And they were kind of like, they owed it to him to let him get one last chance. But, dude, he just, he just didn't have it anymore. So, Part of me is like, I actually think in terms of like physical tools, you're getting a huge step up with Jameis, right? In terms of like mobility and arm strength. Obviously, I don't know, highly doubt, not accuracy. You're getting a huge, you're not getting accuracy in the decision-making. Yeah, I mean, it's like all over the place. So, uh, but I, I don't know, part of me is like, hey, like if Sean Payton's basically worked with him, I mean, they basically had him on ice last season. And maybe he like, if Sean Payton like helped him mature and stuff, I don't know. I, I, anyway, here's my take. I guess we'll, let's not overreact what happens. I, I, you know, I like but to the look same thing that Jameis will be Jameis. I look like I look for patterns and trends, right? So when Jameis Winston was coming out of college, what quarterback do you think he was probably compared to? Well, besides Mariota, because they were like the one, two. Yeah, I don't know. Mariota and Winston. I don't know who who's the comparison. I feel like his comparison would have been Cam Newton. Big athletic running quarterbacks that led their teams to national championships. I am if I'm correct there. Um, so just as Cam Newton replaced Tom Brady, I feel like Winston is taking this replacing the legend Drew Brees role. And I think they're gonna get a similar outcome. Yeah, I mean I can see that narrative. I can see that. I'm more optimistic on Jays. I know you don't, but you don't I guess he did have all the tools. He was so fun two years ago. He was a 30 30. 
<laughs> 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. And the 30th pick was a pick six. <laughs> it was amazing. It was like, he like, it was, oh, it was amazing. I, I love how Simmons like called that out. He's like, he's the most fun guy to watch because literally anything can happen when he played with this dude. He'll just like, he'll throw like a 40 yard, you know, dart. That's a beautiful pass. And then the next throw he makes will be just like a pick six. That's just terrible because he a short arm of the receiver on the out route or something. Anyway, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pulling for James. I hope we, I wish him that. I mean, I'm pulling for him. I hope he figures it out. But we just got to remember the Bucks basically went from a 500 team to like a pretty dominant Super Bowl run. I mean, they did switch him out for Tom Brady, which is a huge step up. But yeah, that's true. That, that's true. That's actually a really good point is that look how much this team increased. You just, all the things you changed the quarterback and they had this big differential. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now now the, that's happening in reverse for the Saints. Yeah. Although Drew Brees is not on Brady, uh, it's a good point. So yeah, now I feel foolish for only picking Pack by one. Well, and I'm not going to let us leave this conversation without talking about Aaron Rodgers, Max. Oh, I've never yeah. heard your I've never heard your high level take on what do you think about all this stuff that happened with Rodgers this offseason? Did it change your opinion of him, dude? I legitimately don't know what you're talking about. Like I don't know what happened to Aaron Rodgers this offseason. What <laughs> fill me in? What did I miss? So Rogers basically openly fought with the front office this offseason. Oh, he, right. He, he said he was not going to play. He threatened to hold out. They restructured his contract to make it basically like this is it. This is his last season. They gave him extra money for this year. Um, I mean, all signs point to Rogers being done with the Packers this year, unless something miraculous happens. Uh, you know, he, he, went with, he went with his newly betrothed to Hawaii. Uh, he... He hosted Jeopardy. It was like a, it was a lot, man. It was a, it was a very interesting summer for Aaron Rodgers because you get you get the sense that he's like he's not. I don't want to say he's not stable. He's a stable guy, but he definitely has strong opinions about the Packers, and it's clear that he doesn't like them. If you really want to know what happened, watch his entry press conference on YouTube, where he basically just tells you like what his problems with with the team. They'd be like, they'd interview me. I'd say I really liked the receiver, and the next day they would cut the wide receiver. Like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So the main thing is that he, he did his, like, you know, he, he put, he's flexed his player empowerment muscles. Right. But it did not work. He tried. Well, well, in 2020, the year before, before last season at his exit interview, he told the GM all he wants. One of the things he really wants is more say in the personnel decisions. And then literally they said, okay. And went the opposite direction on every person they drafted his replacement <laughs> yeah yeah well well the jordan drafted jordan love two years ago right that's what i'm saying that year uh, okay yeah, yeah they're like we hear you loud and clear Aaron. all right aaron's out time to replace him <laughs> yeah that's uh i mean well in some ways it's good because i think like look the, that packers team was a final four team Right. They just they ran into that Bucks buzzsaw that kind of got what you know that fucked everybody up. Yeah. That I mean they they also smoked the Chiefs and the Chiefs were pretty dominant yeah. up to that. Chiefs had really only lost something like I mean they were 14 and two, but I think they had locked up the buy. So they they really were 14 and one. And I think that one loss there wasn't something like wonky about the one loss too. Maybe it was the build, but anyway, like that Chiefs team had been playing really well for two seasons. It was looking like a pretty well of a machine. So you know, I think obviously 
but watching that Bucks team kind of fuck up Packers uh, for all the Rodgers stands out there. But it's a good team. Like, they have a fighting chance. And, look, shit happens. I mean, you know, I mean, look, I, I don't want this to happen, but if Tom Brady gets injured, like, the Bucks are not a contender. And Tom Brady is 44 years old, you know. He is one, he is one mean hit from being out of the NFL. And so, um, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I get the, if you're frustrated and you're pissed and all that and you, you know, I get the, you just want to say fucking leave, but it's a pretty good situation. I mean, he's got, you know, one of the elite wide receivers in the league. Like so the team's good. Like it wasn't like the Packers team two years ago. That was ass where I was like, this is the worst 13 and three team since the bears 2003, 13 and three team. <laughs> like this team sucks. And they, they got their asses whooped by the, the Niners. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I think look, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's very millennial to be like, this isn't perfect. I want out, but it, it's a good situation, man. And it's not like there's a, a there's not like the, there's no bucks operate situation where it's like, man, the only thing they're missing is a quarterback, unless he somehow got onto the saints, like the saints with like, especially Michael Thomas back would be the like, Oh, like, uh, you know, uh, that's all they're missing. They're just, they're just one quarterback away from being, awesome i guess them but like besides that i'm just looking it's like maybe you could argue the rams or the colts no dude, uh, the niners the niners are a team that if they had a quarterback it would be a dominant team i mean yeah it's true yeah and especially because he grew up in the norcal area and yep. he wanted he grew up loving the niners that would be the move and they didn't draft I mean, maybe that's what happened yeah, they pass over him. Yeah. I mean, he was lobbying to be traded. And the Niners made several offers at the, at the, in the draft, at the draft. Wow. So, yeah, that was uh, – anyway, so I guess, there, I guess there is, like, he didn't get what he wanted, but it's, it's – so, and that sucks, obviously. I'm sure he probably in his heart of hearts would rather – I mean, they're saying if he was on the Niners – he would love it because then he could also do the Jeopardy, record the Jeopardy shows in between. <laughs> I love like I love that he's like I'm gonna be NFL quarterback slash Jeopardy host Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that'd be amazing. But um, I mean, it's I think like he's he's getting his year. He's it's one more year. The way quarterbacks are aging, he still has like even after the season, anywhere from one to even like five more seasons, right? Like he's got. I mean, after he looked last season, I mean, he's not what he was a decade ago, but he's got. Uh, you cut out. Can you hear me now? Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Now you're good. Um, as a Bears fan, are you excited about the prospect of him leaving the NFC North? <laughs> Thrilled. <laughs> I mean, we've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers back-to-back. That's crazy. That's like an insane 40-year run of quarterbacks, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just thinking well, about I think Rob Fargo. It's it's ridiculous. Uh it sucks. 
and I, and I swear to God, if whoever is the next guy for Aaron Rodgers, if he turns into another ascendant, like we're screwed. <laughs> is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you were cutting out for a second. It was like choppy, but I mean, it'll be recorded on your end. So I think it'll be good. All right, Max, let's get to the night game because this is oh. kind of parlay as well. Bears at the Rams. Now, Justin Fields is not starting, Max. It's your boy, Andy Dalton. Andrew Dalton. Who we played so many times he's on Lions. We'll be playing us. Bears at Rams. Yeah, Bears at Rams. I'm going, uh, I'm going Rams minus six and a half. That sounds right to me. I'm going to go Rams minus seven. <coughs> Make it a full touchdown. Oh, it's Rams minus seven and a half. It's a little disrespectful to the Bears, Max. They're, they're, def- they're like planting their nickel down saying definitely not. I mean, All right. Uh, I mean, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's Andy Dalton in his first or game. Is it about right? Is it about right? <laughs> I, it's. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. So let me ask you, what week do you think? How long will it take for Justin Fields to be starting? I don't know. Uh, I think minimum four. I think probably it's gonna be somewhere between six to ten weeks. I think is when they'll first let him. Well, let's but like I think that. they gotta let him get snapped and like starting games three and four, getting smoked. Let's just get him get him some reps. All right, so let's look at the schedule. The Bears but, uh, Bears start by playing the Rams. They'll probably lose that game, right? So they'll be zero and one. Yeah. Next game, they play the Bengals. They'll probably the- win that game, right? They'll be one and one. Yeah, I guess it depends on if Joe Burrow. I don't know how Joe Burrow looks in the game, the first game of the week season, but also coming yeah, off let's of- just pencil in as a win. So they're one and one. Then they go to Cleveland, and they'll probably lose that one. They'll be one and two. Yeah. Then they'll play the Lions. I think we beat the Lions. Yeah, they'll be at home. They'll go two and two. Then they'll play the Raiders. Uh, that's a tough one. I think that could be a toss-up. Anyone could win that game. Well, let's call it a loss. All right. So, that, let's say this. so if it's a loss, so now two and three. And now and we I have, think we lose the next two. Packers, Bucks. Yeah, I think you lose the next Packers, Bucks, Niners, Steelers, and then probably Ravens. So I think Joe, and, that, and somewhere around there, Justin Fields starts to become the quarterback. So I think by November 25th against the Lions, the second game against the Lions, Justin Fields will be in there. That sound yeah. right? That's it. Yeah, I think there's, there's going to be that huge losing streak, and it's going to be like, all right, why are we – who cares? Let's develop the rookie. Andy Dalton reps. Like, no, let's get the rookie. Let's just get him in there. I don't think you play him against the Bucks. Just I don't know about the Bucks or Steelers. That's just tough because – Bucks, Niners, Steelers, Ravens are all good defenses. So I think that's kind of just a, a you know, a pretty brutal like, to give him a start him off against one of those teams. I mean, I think starting him against the Lions in November 25th is the way to go because the Lions will be ass. You know, they'll be the Lions. 
The Lions are the Bears. The the Bears are to the Packers what the Lions are to the Bears. We're just <laughs> the little brother that you're not really worried about. <laughs> you know? Tell me you just feel a supreme so, confidence. I'm going to miss Mitch Trubisky, Max. I mean, as a Packer fan, there was just like this – there was just like a supreme comfort knowing that Mitch Trubisky was the other team's quarterback because I knew we were going to get three interceptions in that game. So, like, even if we fucked up, you knew Mitch was going to find a way to bring us – get us back into that game. Yeah, he was like he was like a security blanket for the other team. <laughs> Between him and then Jay before that, it was like you can always count on two picks from Jay. Yeah. You just you know, especially when he played the Packers, he just he loved throwing like Sam Shields. I don't know how many fucking interceptions Sam Shields had on Jay Cutler, but it was like it just felt like one a game. He always just got one. So yeah, it's like reverse security blanket. But, I gotta say, I thought Jay, I thought he was better than say me. what I thought Jay Cutler was better than Mitch. Yeah, definitely. All right, there was an amazing, there was a ringer piece by Roger Sherman on the 48, or like something like the 40 plus QBs who started for the Bears since they won a Super Bowl ranked. And he's like, and it's it's like amazing. Mitch is like in his ranking, Mitch is the fourth best QB the Bears have had in the last 35 years. <laughs> and Jay Cutler's easily number one. It's like it's horrible. <laughs> you just read it; it's like so depressing. This right. list of QBs. What do you think about the Seahawks at the Colts? Now, important for this one is Wentz is gone, so we don't know who the hell the Seahawks' starting quarterback is. Is it a uh, Hurts or whatever? Uh, no, he said Seahawks at Eagles. Yeah, uh, Seahawks at uh, at Colts. At Colts. Oh, at Colts. Wait, what? Why is a uh, wait? Well, who's? Oh, maybe Wentz. Wait, who's? Wait, wait, who's the guy? Who said? Wentz, Carson Wentz. Yeah, I was gonna say, why is Wentz not starting? Is there COVID or something, or what happened? Maybe he's gonna play. Never mind. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, by the way, deep. I'm just gonna send you this link. Just you're gonna laugh reading this. This is this article I was referencing on the Bears quarterbacks. Oh, nice. <laughs> Talks at Colts. Uh, I mean, the Colts were like feisty last year. They gave um, didn't they gave some team a run where they almost won? Won. I think it was the Bills, right? They almost like they fought, played the Bills pretty tough. They kind of had an outset puncher's chance at the end because Jonathan Taylor's pretty good, if I recall right. So they have like a good defense. It was just their offense with Phil Rivers was kind of whatever. Phil Rivers just was good for that one just random interception out of nowhere game so uh, i feel like they're going to take a step back i think the seahawks if i recall correctly i'm gonna go i'm gonna go seahawks i'm gonna go seahawks minus three and a half i'm going seahawks minus three and the line these are all on bovada so these lines could be off the line is seahawks minus two and a half oh god damn it i kind of like that spot for the seahawks i might take them I mean, that's the field goal. They, all they have to do is win by a field goal, and they cover. All right, so yeah, you're you're kicking my – you're winning pretty easily right now. It's like a Bears-Packers game, dude. You're right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's go through a few more. Uh, this is actually going to be a pretty good game, I think. The Cardinals at the Titans. I have no idea in that game. It's it's not easy. Let me just leave it at that. But 
Both of those teams were in playoff contention last year, you know? Well, oh, yeah. God, that was such – it's all coming back to me. <laughs> yeah. the, Bears, the Bears were a playoff team last year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who did we lose to again? What? Who did we lose to again? The Saints. The Saints. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like drop 60-yard passes. That was that amazing uh, – remember the, the super wild card round? Oh, yeah. Are they doing that again this year? I think so. Good. That was awesome. Yeah. 21-9. Oh, my God. Uh, a week of football this year, and we're getting a super wild card round. Wait, so there, are there 17 games this season? Or yeah. is it – wait, 17-game schedule? Yep. We can't go 500 anymore, Max. This is America. You're either a winning team or a losing yeah. team. I like that for what it's worth. <laughs> like, hey, there's no, yeah. Oh my God. They added another game. That is mean. That's so mean to these players. Uh, well, they're all going to make more money too, though. So it's not like, yeah. it's Oh, that's tough. Wow. Um, okay. Sorry. So cards at Titans. Let's see. Um, I'm just looking at their Divya. Uh, I'm just going to go Titans minus three. I agree. I think these are pretty even teams. Um, I, and I, I think the Titans are going to win because they're at home. Let's it is minus three. So we both get that one. It's a tie. All right. What's next? I feel like we're actually sort of calibrated. Like we're actually like reasonably close all these times. We're not off that much. I mean, I think the the, the game where I was off the most on the Cowboys Bucks game. Um, what about the? Let's talk about the, the the Deshaun Watson Bowl, which should also be Trevor Lawrence's debut, right? Jags at Texans. Why is this the Watson Bowl? It's the Clemson Bowl, if anything. It's what? It's the Clemson Bowl, if anything. Both those guys are national championship quarterbacks for Clemson. All right, All right. sorry, the Clemson Bowl, Max. So Jags at Texans. Yeah. Uh, I, Texans weren't very good last year. Yeah, but I still think they're better than the Jags. I don't know. I would – I guess I would go – I'm going to go Texans. Well, why don't you go first? Because I've been going first a bunch. I'm going to go – I think it's a push. So, I'm going to go Texans minus three. And Max is – or, oh, yeah, Texans minus three. I was gonna. I was gonna say Texans minus uh, uh, four and a half. It's Jags minus three. Jags minus three. I actually like the Jags in this one, man. I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna be good. I think he's gonna have a Peyton Manning type of rookie season, go eight and eight. But I think they have a quarterback in him. Um, wait. Well. Um, wait, wait. So Lawrence, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Manning's first season did not go eight and eight. He was like three and thirteen and threw thirty interceptions. Oh, just uh, well, I think he's gonna yeah. have seasons where he's yeah. gonna, I think he's gonna be decent. Well, he's the most. He's like the most sure thing QB prospect since Andrew Buck. Exactly. Where it was just like, no, don't overthink this shit. Like this guy's just got everything you need. Like, dude, don't don't get cute. Like, you know. Uh, which is also kind of how I felt about Deshaun Watson when we the Bears had a chance to draft him, and instead we picked Mitchell. Uh, I was like, why? Why are we overthinking this? Like Deshaun is a proven winner. He's got. Oh, but anyway, 
Um, wow. So Jags minus three. So they believing the, the Trevor Lawrence hype. What else do they just have? Like, I, I wonder, I'd be interested to know what's the reasoning behind that. It's like, just the Texans are a dumpster fire who are like trying to sabotage Watson. Yeah, <laughs> like, Watson's not even going to be starting. Uh, they're starting Tyler. Oh, Watson's not yeah. starting? Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, now I feel silly. Is JJ Watt going to be back? Is he okay? Or is he still is he still on the Texans? I think he's on the Cardinals now. He is. Yeah, he's on the Cardinals. All right. What is, do the Texans have anything going for them? I really don't think so, man. I think the Texans are dumpster fire extraordinary. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't seem good. They seem like they're totally screwed. I mean, just talking. Right, uh, I'm starting to get my. I'm like really starting to formulate my bets, Max. I've already made. I've I'm, I've already started to lay some bets as we've been talking. And oh, really? <laughs> I'm starting to. I'm starting to wonder about a few. About thinking about changing some, you know. Yeah. Well, let's let's keep going. We're halfway through. All right. Next. Let's is, uh, let's keep knocking these games out. Let's see. Wait. What'd you say? I didn't say anything. Go ahead. Let's do Dolphins at next. All right. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> let me see. Patriots were. Let's see. So the Patriots, I'm just looking at their last year. I mean, they, they had all the, whatever, they had the stuff with Cam Newton, but they claimed this clearly seemed like Mac Jones a lot. Yep. Besides that. I have no read. They were just – they were bad last year. They were just – except, I guess, in special teams, they were weirdly really good. <laughs> but, but yeah, defense, they were bottom 10 in both defense and offense. I didn't realize their defense regressed that much. Why is that? I'm not sure. I, you, so, a lot of people think their defense is going to still be really good. Oh, you know what, what it was, Max? It was the COVID. COVID sit-outs. They had a lot of people who sat out with COVID with, because oh, right. they chose not to play. Okay, so so I don't know. The Dolphins are going into Foxborough. Mm-hmm. You have Bill Belichick. You got Mac Jones. I do feel like the Dolphins are the better – are they the better team? Like they were last year. They were 10-6. and six. Although I think they missed – didn't they miss the playoffs? Even with the expanded super lineup? Yeah, no, yeah, the Dolphins missed the playoffs. They were in it for a while, but they lost down the stretch. That is correct. Yeah, and it was like weird because, uh, but yeah, it was weird because they were they were eleven five, they were ten and six and didn't make the playoffs. So they were eight and eight and made the playoffs. Uh, those poor bastards. Uh, but yeah, I like Brian Flores. He seems like a really good coach, and he's a, an ex Patriots guy. So I don't know. I kind of like Miami. I, I kind of like Miami. I'm just gonna go Miami minus three. Yeah, I'm going to go – let's see, Patriots, has, Patriots are at home. I'm going to go Patriots minus three on this one. And it is Patriots minus three. Yeah, because I think, Max, they're about the same. And uh, I'm not saying I like that line. I think that's what it's going to be. I just thought that's how Vegas was going to do it. Because – the Patriots, I mean, maybe I'm listening to way too much Bill Simmons podcast because he just talks non-stop about the Patriots these days. But um, I think that just line just makes sense to me. 
Uh, let's see what's next. How about the Broncos and the Giants? Like this, you're up. You're up. Right now, it's six, one, and two. You're just you're just destroying me right now. <laughs> well, Max, you also did not. I'm just getting walloped. You did not pay attention to any offseason narratives, and I've been consuming as many football podcasts as humanly possible over the last four days. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay hopefully we get i get more calibre over the next few weeks make it a little bit more respectable all right uh yeah i just one's excited but he is a rookie the defense i think brian flores he's not going to be intimidated by foxborough he's a good coach who's the dolphins quarterback is it tua yeah tua or Fitzpatrick. It's like Fitzmagic was out playing two of them. That was weird. <laughs> he's the quarterback of the, I think the, I think he's the Washington quarterback. Fitzmagic's out. Is he like, he's got to set the record for, if he starts for, because he hasn't played for the, the football team yet, right? He is the football team quarterback. Yeah, he is the football team quarterback. He's been the Rams, Bengals, Bills, Titans, Texans, Jets, Bucks, Dolphins, and now the Washington football team. Amazing. That he's started this many, so if he's okay, so yeah, so I'm looking this up: Rams, Bengals, Bills, Titans, Texans, Jets, Bucks, Dolphins. This will be the ninth team he started for. If he starts for the football team, that's insane. It is nine different teams. His career yards. I mean, yeah, I'm just looking at his career QBR. Let's see. Can I find it? Uh, he's never had a QB. Uh, it's weird. He, like, he has games. All right. Okay. Let's keep going. All right. What's next? Next is Niners at Lions. Who's the Niners QB? It is Jimmy Garoppolo, man. What happened to Jimmy Garoppolo? You made just totally give up on him? I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Check the depth chart. I'm pretty sure that's who it is, though. Oh, I didn't realize Jimmy Garoppolo is from Arlington Heights. Or that's where he was born. Still has. Nice. Uh, like, I mean, I'm amazed. Like, the Niners really – I think they really had a, one of those really bad Super Bowl hangovers because they literally had just gone to the Super Bowl with essentially the same team. And then last year, just the wheels fell off, I thought, you know? Yeah, well, they had the they had like one of those seasons from hells or whatever, right? They 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 had a lot of bad breaks. It was just it wasn't in the cards for them. So we we're gonna put this line. Oh, they also lost Bosa, right? Nick Bosa. Bosa for the whole team like that. Joey Bosa, not there's two Bosa brothers. Yeah, Joe Chargers. Nick is on the Niners. But no, I mean, I mean, he might have been injured last year, but he's playing this year. He's not like gone. Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't know. I like uh, so Niners at Lions. I like I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'll go Niners minus Niners minus one and a half. I'm gonna go Niners minus. No wait, I feel like. What are you doing? I think Niners minus seven, man. Lions really are just like a team in disarray, you know. Like they just traded Stafford. Yeah, I just it's gonna be Jared Goff in the system. 
Goff already struggles without the co- without his coach like whispering here what to do, you know? Yeah, I mean, it feels like I mean I was actually gonna originally say Niners minus three. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll just go Niners minus three. I just yeah. What'd you say? You say Niners minus seven. I think it's four a and a half. Seven. Niners minus seven. Yeah, and it's seven and a half. So the, Vegas is all in on the is definitely thinking the Niners are gonna are gonna win this one. Man, uh, yeah. Which I I think makes all sense. All right, G bets seven for you, seven for you, one for me. <laughs> all <Which> right. Is, <laughs> let's get this. Is, this is let's, ugly. Let's talk about the really shitty games that hopefully we can just knock out quickly because no one really cares. Um, Char, do we talk about Chargers at Washington football team? No. This is actually a pretty good matchup of two decent teams. Like, football team made the playoffs last year, and the Chargers were good. They just kind of lost a lot of close games. You just described the Chargers every season. I know. That is literally the Chargers every year. It's amazing. I remember, I don't remember what Anthony Lynn did, but he did something that was like, this one, this, it was in the moment. Oh, yeah. It was, um, wasn't that against the Bills? Idiot. When they were in the, they made the playoffs last year, didn't they? No, no, no. There's no way they made the playoffs. It was Chargers-Bills. I remember it was something to do with clock management at the end of the game. Yeah, they were seven and nine. Uh, but yeah, the, the bright spot is that Herbert is like special. Like he could, like the people are saying, like the, the ceiling of this guy is like very high. Like he was very impressive as a rookie. Like there's Tony Romo had that pod with Bill Simmons where he's like, yeah, Herbert did two or three things that game where I was like totally like holy shit. Like I've a rookie just should not be able to make these kinds of decisions or be this make these kinds of calls. Yeah. So I guess that's like the so yeah you have Herbert you have Herbert like the young. The young buck who could be special. Lewis. They uh they were seven and nine, but made the playoffs. They actually both teams have the same record. <laughs> they were both seven and nine. But the football team had a really good defense. Yeah. They did. they did. Oh man. All uh, right. I, I guess I'll go. Just having this conversation with you and placing my bets, I've already drained my Bovada account. It's time to—I'm gonna have to deposit it another thousand dollars max. It's just—I get. What do you? What do you? What do you? Mean? All right. Well, let's just we'll, let's just quickly what do you do? about the rest. Uh, so let's see. What do I got here? I got—I put a hundred dollars on the Packers to win. It's money line minus four and a half. Chiefs or no the point spread? Chiefs Packers a hundred dollars money line parlay. Chargers to win out uh, win minus one. I took the spread, uh, fifty bucks. And then, wait, can we talk about that game yet? Fuck. No, yeah, that's we were just on that game, dude. You were placing your bet. I was doing, I was doing football team. I was actually going to do football team minus three. So, but it says just says Chargers minus one. I was going to do Chargers minus. So you would have won that one. Uh, so I'll give that one to you. You're going to do Chargers minus what? Six. I think the Chargers are should be heavy favorites against the Washington football team. I think the Washington football team. Made the playoffs because they were the Thanks crappiest. Thanks for giving me one, dude. Uh, crap, they were the crappiest team in a crappy division. Like, I just don't see that. I just don't see them winning again. Um, the NFC East. That was, yeah, that ter- division was atrocious. There was a point where we're like, oh, my God, the division winner might only win four games. 
Wasn't there like an Eagles Giants game at the end of the season that was just like a total, like just a total fuck? Like everyone just kept fucking up. It was like a team that turned ball over least won the game. You know? Yeah, sounds right. Um, okay, should we? What are, what are the last five games? All right, Minnesota, Cincinnati, at Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, are the do the do the Vikings have anything going for them? They, they were very good last year, right? Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins, and they have a decent defense. I think the to me the Bengals are are are, are much shittier bet here because they have Joe Burrow coming off a torn ACL. I don't know if they have anything else. Yeah. So you're saying, I mean, I would go, I don't know, I guess I'd lean Minnesota. Like, I don't know, I'd say maybe Minnesota minus minus four. I'm going to go Minnesota minus three, just because that's six points on the road. It's Vikings minus three. Oh, you get that one. All right. What about Giants and Carolina? I'm actually looking forward to this game because I I want to see Zach. I think Zach Wilson might be good, man. Yeah, Zach Wilson's on the Jets, so <laughs> so I, I don't think he's going to watch him that game. Well, I think the problem is that I live in New York, so I'm probably exposed to a lot of that the New York media bias, and I just hear a lot about oh Zach Wilson's actually pretty good. Zach Wilson's pretty good. So I just have this I have this feeling that he might actually be good, but I'm probably wrong. But all right, so Panthers at home. What do you what do you think? Both of these teams are like in disarray. This is also a, a, a team teams that I'm like, well, what's what what are we doing here? You know. So yeah, sorry. This is what sorry. What is it? It's a Giants at Panthers. Jets at Panthers. Giant Jets at Panthers. Yeah. Wait, who who's playing the Panthers? Jets, New York who? Jets. Jets? Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go. Carolina minus four. I'm gonna go Panthers minus one, just because of the home team. Oh, it's Panthers minus five. Big time heavy favorites over the Jets. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just remembering that Jets. How the Jets were like the worst team in the NFL, and then they. Played themselves out for his round pick. Exactly. They and played- then they had a chance. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it was amazing. It was just like the Jets. It's just, dude, I feel so bad for that fan base. But it was just like they were they were so bad. They were so bad. And then they somehow the, the Jags swooped the one number one seed from them. I mean, they played, they, exactly. They won when they had no reason to win. And they celebrated like idiots. When really they just fucked themselves. And yeah. Then- Trade up for Zach Wilson. Did they trade up for Zach Wilson? I think so. Anyway, anyway I don't remember. Oh God. No, they this didn't. dude. I mean, this kid. This kid looks like a kid. Like he looks like he's still in high school. I mean, is that- oh, I feel bad for the guy. Let me see. I just feel bad for this guy. Yep, he is a Mormon. I mean, New York like to be a New York quarterback, to be a Mormon in New York City as a New York quarterback, that is a tough spot to be in. <laughs> I saw a couple. There's apparently that's, a Mormon church. There's a, apparently there's a Mormon church up the street from my house. But uh, I just I hope he's good because then he can be called the Storm in Mormon. I feel like that'd be a 
a great nickname for him. Yeah. All right, we got. I think we got four more games, three more games to cover. What else do we got? Let me see. I'm looking through here. Oh, the Giants and the Broncos. Is Daniel Jones still a thing? This is his last. I think this is his last year to prove himself. People are starting to lose faith. Daniel Jones is giving me is giving most people major Mitch Trubisky vibe. Seems fair. Broncos. I'm just looking at trying to look at likely. And the Broncos were pretty bad last season. They were one of the worst teams in the league. Oh, this is going to be a defensive battle. Remember the, the Broncos at one point had to start a wide receiver at quarterback last year. <laughs> yeah. So the last year DVOA offense, the Giants were 26, Denver was 30th. Yeah. And uh, they didn't exactly load up on talent either of them this offseason, I'm assuming. Uh, so take the under is what you're saying. Or no, take the over. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't know. So, so it's at Broncos. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to do, I'll be, it's why don't you go? You go first. It's in New York. It's at New York. Yeah. I it's think in New York. Oh, okay. What, what are you doing? What are you leaning? I'm going to go Giants minus three just because these two teams both suck and the Giants have home field advantage. Literally, I don't think any of these teams, either of these teams could beat, cover more than a three-point spread. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I have to, I, I just, I think the same thing. So I'm not playing to win. I just, I think I was going to go Giants minus three as well. Let's see. It is Broncos minus two and a half. Wow. Okay. Okay. So we're way off on that one. Which maybe means we should sprinkle a taste on the Giants. Yeah, I don't know why. That... Putting money on the Giants just feels like a recipe for self-loathing. Wow. I mean, it, just it feels like just, I'd, I'd be careful there. I mean, three hours of pain. All right. Let's. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, just that, and especially this is going to be a defensive slugfest between two garbage offenses. And so, do you really want to have the stress of what, like having three points on, hoping that they, anyway, I, I would stay away from that. All right, let's get the Monday night games. What are the two Monday night games? So, the first, I think there's only one actually. Uh, it's the Ra- Raiders and Ravens. Okay. Raiders at Raiders, they're opening the new Raiders stadium that night. So, uh, do you have any commentary on this, sir? So, a lot of people are fading the Raiders this year because they, like, traded away their whole offensive line. Uh, and people think, you know, the Ravens are coming back. They had a down year last year. This is gonna, They're going to bounce back. I think this is my – this is my – this is Crazy Deep's upset special of week one. Take the Raiders. Whenever these teams open a new stadium, it is bonanzas in there. They're going to be going crazy. They've waited an entire year to open this stadium up. I think this is going to be – I think the Raiders are going to come out and they're going to win. Uh, they still have Derek Carr, who's a good quarterback. They're not as bad as everyone thinks they are. They have Josh Jacobs. They got Amari Cooper. Like, yeah, they don't have the offensive line, but they're talented at skill positions on offense. And I think when you add to the fact that it's a, it's a home game, 
it's an East Coast team traveling west for a late start. So for the Ravens, they're going to be jet lagged. It's going to be like 1130 their time or whatever. It's going to actually, no, eight o'clock our time, but whatever. Um, I just, I like the Ravens in this one. I, mean, I like the Raiders in this one. I think the line though is probably going to be Ravens by three. Yeah, I was going to, I'm going to probably be a little more aggressive. I'll say Ravens minus four. All right, let's see what it is. It is, you are right, Ravens minus four and a half. I don't know, man. That's special, I'm telling you. Take the Raiders here. All right, and then the one game we missed was were Eagles at Falcons. Falcons. Two, two teams that do disagree. So the majestic birds they're named after. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a total shit fest. I think. Hey, birds. I mean, I I just I got I, I don't man. Oh, this team sucks so hard. Both of them. Like it's so hard to tell which team sucks less. I'm gonna take the Falcons minus three just because it's the home opener and they technically have a veteran quarterback in Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'm just looking. Uh, is it hurts? Yeah. So I'm looking at Atlanta. Yeah, they're just God. They're just the definition of mediocrity. Yeah, they really are. I'm gonna give them a point. I'll just do it last time. I'll go. I'll go ATL minus four. It is Atlanta minus three and a half. So we split that one. Whew. Man, there are some right. good games week one, and there are some absolute stinkers, Max. Yeah. No, so I mean, you, like, a couple of games. Okay, so here are the ones that are good or fun, right? Browns at Chiefs, because you always got to like Mahomes. Playoff yeah. rematch. Cowboys at Bucks, season yeah. opener. Steelers, Bills, Northeast AFC battle. Packers at Saints, Jameis and A Raj. Bears at Rams, nah. <laughs> Maybe it's Stafford. I mean, you have the, the Stafford angle is fun for the Rams. Uh, see if they can open up on the Bears. But besides that, uh, I guess Jags-Texans is fun just to see Trevor Lawrence, if he's going to be anything. Dolphins-Patriots I think could be fun. See if Mac Jones is going to be something. I like Cardinals-Titans. That's uh, And then I like Seahawks-Colts and Chargers-Washington. Those two, those teams seem like a matchup of pretty good teams, you know? So although I mean I have I have to choose between I have eight games that I can pick to put on TV, so those are definitely going to be amongst them. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that was tiring, man. But uh, I feel like yeah, it's good to have the football back. I'm very excited for Thursday. All right, Max, gun to your head. What two teams are in the Super Bowl this year? Uh, let's see. Let me. I don't think we're going to have a rematch, right? I can't really think of who would be better candidates for either. Uh, I'm just looking. Uh, I'm just looking at the futures odds for the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Let me let me think about this a little bit. Why, do you have any? I'm going. I'm going Packers. What do you Chiefs. think? I'm going by three. I'm going to speak it into existence. Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. And the Packers beat the Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers goes out on a white horse out of Green Bay. 
That's a it, it's a fun one. That would happen. That one's fun. That's my dream here. Packers Chiefs. I'm going. It's just so hard to pick against Tom. I know, man. <laughs> you know, it's just, and it's like, I guess maybe is like, are there reasons to be bullish on the Seahawks? Can they make a run? They have, I mean, they're plus two thousand. I, I guess I would say, I'll just. For, What are you gonna do? I didn't hear you. Seahawks, Ravens. Ooh, you're really be you're really picking outside the box there. Well, I just I feel like it's boring to go Bucks, Chiefs, or Packers, and you already did Packers, Chiefs. I can't sell myself on the Bills making it all the way. It's just too much too much baggage there. But we're a Final Four team. No, it's true. Hi, right, Max. So what what about this? One last question before we go. What's your eliminator pick for Week One? Oh, team, I think that's going to lose. Yeah, no. Oh, wait, do I have to? Or sorry, you pick the winner. The winner? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, uh, this is so. You know, I think I would pick the Lions. You going to do there's three, there's three, or sorry, I picked the Niners. Yeah. Because there's three seven and a halves, and that's Bucks seven and a half, Rams seven and a half, and Niners seven and a half. Yeah. And I think – so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with that. I, think I go I'd, Niners. I think I'd go with the Rams. Are we, do we have the eliminator pool? Uh, we're, we're, there, ben Wu's going to set one up, isn't he? Or someone's going to set one up, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask him. All right, Max. The third annual Guess the Lines Week One podcast is in the books. Oh, these are so tiring, dude! So much mental effort. Yeah, right. You just took a. You just got a crash course in in NFL, but it'll improve your it'll improve your listening enjoyment or your watching enjoyment this this weekend. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. I uh, I'm hoping that uh, some buddies can meet up. What what are your Week One plans? Are you doing anything? Are you just are you going to meet up with any friends? Or? Yeah. Buddy's over on Thursday. I'm going to go to my friend's place on Thursday, and then I'm going to try to have people over for a barbecue on Sunday. I tend to always do like a try to do a barbecue for week one, you know? Yeah. I really want to – I mean, we hopefully we can get a place at some point. But uh, when we get the place, I really hope that's like a tradition. Week one NFL, just have like two to three screens, yeah. red zone, just basically – oh, that'd be the best. Call in sick the following day. Just yeah. take a Monday off the following day. I mean, I'm not starting work until 10 o'clock all of fall, 10 a.m. on Monday all of fall for this specific purpose. So, <laughs> all right, Mac. Good job by you, man. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on, Deep. I have one last thing. We know that board men get paid. We also know that board men pod. We also know that board men, actually board men also get children. Specifically, I have a minor announcement. My wife is pregnant. We're in second trimester. So, obviously... We're very excited. Some baby girl due in February. So, four men get child. <laughs> so, Congratulations. Love you, little baby girl. <laughs> four men get fathered. Yeah. Become fathers. That's what it is. Four men get.
congratulations, Max. I'm super happy for you. Uh, that's just great news, you know. Uh, and you're gonna be a good. You're gonna be a great dad. Uh, you'll be a girl dad. We'll get you one of those girl dad T-shirts. Um, all right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right.